With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Hello and welcome into the Daily Score. I am Mark Grody here at Soldier Field. That's where the podcast is originating. I got a cup of coffee in my hand. This keeps the, there's a steady flow of this throughout my press box game. We are talking about a win, a Bears 28 to 13 win over the Lions. With the Bears' victory, the Bears improve to five and eight on the season. And again, in this game. One thing the Bears have done very well this year is that first drive. It has been difficult to trust them after the first drive. But again, they win the coin toss, choose to take the football, as they have done every time this year that they have had the choice. They march down the field, and it ends up being a 16-yard touchdown run by D.J. Moore on the fake end around. Beautiful play, direct snap. And I love this from Justin Fields because he said he loved the play call, but it may not be what you think it was. What'd you see? I was tired of that play. I'm so glad Luke called that play. But, um, I mean, yeah, my job is just to, uh, you know, fake the end around. And, you know, maybe they think we got a trick play or something coming up. But, you know, great blocking. Um, I think DJ just walked in pretty much untouched. So, great play calling, uh, great blocking up front. You ever had to sell a run pick before as a – is, is not um, yeah, we did it a few times last year. I know we did it against Dallas and then um, maybe another game, but yeah, we, we, we did it last year a few times. What did you like when, when Luke installed that play? What did you like about the design? And kind of, were you excited when that, when that call came in? I was excited because I was tired. Uh, <laughs> that's the only reason I was excited. So, you know, I just do my job, fake the uh, little handoff, and, you know, get a little breather. And then he scored, so that made it even better. But, um, I mean, yeah. Uh, I just treat it like a regular play and you know, um, just do my job. You know, it could be a big play, it could be not. So, my biggest thing is just going out on that play and doing your job. And everybody did did, did their job and uh, turned out successful. So, the man was exhausted at that point. And uh, yeah, you know, a lot of credit on the play call, the execution, everything was solid about that play. So there you're up seven to nothing. Eventually, you're up ten zip, and then things started to feel bad. Here's why. Because Justin, um, Justin, Jalen Johnson comes up with that interception, which was great. And some people think maybe he should have not intercepted the ball because they could have had better field position had he not. Um, but Justin Field, sorry, Jalen Johnson makes the pick, but the offense, again, fails to execute after the turnover. We saw this on just a 
on every single interception during the Minnesota game. So there was that feeling. I know you were feeling that I was like, come on, nothing, no touchdown. As a matter of fact, the bears had the ball three and two, third and two, they get one yard on a Justin Fields run. So it's fourth and one. And then they go to DJ Moore running the football. They fail at that. So all of a sudden you're like, Oh man, here we go again with this crap. And the lead was fragile. And we've seen, like, again, I don't fall for the Bears' fast first drive anymore because so many times it has meant nothing by the end of the game. But there was something of a revival in this game. Third quarter, it's eventually 13 to 13. And a fourth and 12 comes up for the Bears. Their plan was to. Attempt to you know bait the defense, bait Detroit off of sides and that play, and they did, which gave them a free play. That free play resulted in a again fourth and 12, 38 yard touchdown pass to DJ Moore um, because Detroit was off sides. And I want you to hear from a couple of people on this play. We're start with Cole Komet because he had a very interesting comment on on the baiting process. And, you know, generally the improbability of things working out the way they did on that third and, or that fourth and 12. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, usually it doesn't work. I mean, I gave Mooney some weird sign and Mooney looked at me like, what the hell? And uh, I, I just knocked my head and they were, they made a call or whatever. So I can't believe they jumped, but they did. And uh, uh, we took advantage of it. It was, it was nice. Just what you got to do. Yep. I mean, it, it's so seldom when that play works because everybody in the building kind of knows it's happening when you're trying to bait them. Um, the cadence, I, I should say that Matt Eberflus gave full credit to Justin Fields for his usage of the cadence and the stresses and all that kind of, I mean, obviously we couldn't hear the cadence, so I can't give any more detail than that, but apparently the cadence was tricky enough to draw the Lions off sides. Now, the other part of this too is that because of the blocking and the full execution, DJ Moore had one-on-one, and when good wide receivers in the NFL have one-on-one coverage, they always have an advantage. Here's DJ Moore on that. The line love when it's just me one-on-one with somebody, and they hope Justin see it, and they be wanting to get off the field so fast, so I'd be like, I'd be having to make it happen for him. What, what do you think of your quarterback's play today? He did good, you know. I think he had a little mishaps with the ball, but other than that, he played good, and you know, he's still growing and getting better every week, so these last, we got four, how many games we got? Four games? You might see some uh, spectacular out of him. How about this team? Do you feel like you guys are growing? Heck yeah. Do you not remember we was on the up and down uh, roller coaster and we just uh, stacked two wins back to back? So that, I would say we're doing great. <laughs> yep, absolutely. They deserve to say that. Cole Komet was a little bit, had a little more perspective on it. He said, you know, two in a row is good. Yes, yes, yes. But nobody's going to throw a parade over that. So you got to keep this thing going and continue to fish, finish strong. Let's finish up the, the offensive talk portion of the daily score and then we'll get to defense because there's a lot of good on the defense too here's justin fields discussing the overall picture of this game and the 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 performance we know as a team that they're going to be ups and downs during the game and you know we try to stay even killed um throughout the whole time so i think the guys did that um you know i think personally we did leave a lot on the field um i think we could have been better in some areas but um you know, at the end of the day, we got the dub, and that's all that matters. And like I said before, um, the team did a great job. 
uh, being down at halftime, coming out after halftime in the third and fourth quarter, of, you know, finish of the game and um, just, just playing for each other. Yeah, Justin Fields ended up um, passing-wise, 19 of 33, 223 yards and a touchdown, rushing 12 attempts, 58 yards, and a touchdown run as well, just sprinting to the outside of the end zone on a perfect play, I thought. like That's like tailor-made. That's how you use your speed, and that's what Justin Fields did. I also want to read you another quote from Justin Fields. You know, he talked about leaving plays on the field. I think Colt Komet said that the Bears could have dropped 40 on the Lions um, in this game. Um, he says that the dagger to DJ Moore, I'm still sick about that one late in the game. Um, you remember that one. It was down the middle of the field, and he just airmailed them, completely airmailed them. Fields also goes on to say, I think the third and short, the one to Mooney, little outside immediate pass to him, could have uh, been executed better. He says it was a great play call, got exactly – what we thought we'd get, close quote. That's from Justin Fields. So just give you just a little bit of the specifics on what Justin Fields thought could have been better for the Bears and him and, and the offense. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's move on to the defense. Another eventually good performance by the defense. They did give up some explosive plays early. Jameer Gibbs with a big run um, in the game. The defense was missing tackles early, but they got it together. They got it together. They ended up forcing three turnovers. We talked about the Jalen Johnson one. Tremaine Edmonds had a pick. Um, you had TJ Edwards scooping up a fumble. I think that, that the fumble wasn't necessarily forced by the Bears. That was bad execution by Detroit. And then how about Jaquan Brisker, man? That dude was active in this game. 17 tackles, and Matt Eberflus loved it. Yeah, isn't that crazy? What did you think of the way he was playing? Sounds like my college stats, for crying out loud. Uh, but, no, it's uh, you know it, Ball State over there. I got you. Um, but, uh, no, uh, it's unbelievable to get 17 tackles. I mean, that's unheard of. I don't think that's ever happened in, in my career to have a guy have that many tackles. I honestly can't remember. I mean, I have to go look it up, but that's amazing. And what he brings, what Brisker brings, is is the reason why we drafted him. You know, um, we, you know, Ryan and I always talk about guys we acquire and bring in here. They have to love football, because what does that do? That loving football, it brings a passion and a juice to everybody else. And if we get enough guys like that, which we have a bunch of guys like that, that you can tangibly see that on the field. You can feel that energy, right? And and that's that's what he is. And we got to just got to keep bringing guys like that in here and doing a great job evaluating. And, and Ryan and his crew are definitely doing that. But uh, man, that's amazing. Seventeen tackles is unbelievable. I love that. <laughs> I love when Matt Eberflus throws a little comedy in there. Sounds like my football career. And he mentioned Ball State. I'm I'm 99 sure he was talking about uh, David Haw who was right there in the room. And I and again, 99% sure that David Haw, when he played at Ball State, played against Matt Eberflus. So I think I could I, – I have access to Haw, so I'll try to confirm that. Just didn't have time before the podcast. Well, Gr- Grody, I'll pop in. I can confirm. Oh, yes. I used to work yes. on the morning show with, with David Haw and Mully, and 
Yes, without undoubtedly that was the okay. Right. <laughs> no doubt. Okay, good. Can confirm one hundred percent. I don't want to have to take back the report. You know what I'm saying, Ray? I don't want to have to send like an apology tweet to anybody about anything. So oh, well, yeah, well, okay. We're 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 sourcing out here. I've no, okay, I'm, we're sourcing. Direct, out. I directly talked heard Paul <laughs> say this before. All right, good. It's on Ray Diaz then. If we're wrong, so that was I loved it. That was a great moment. For Matt Eberflus. And look, Flus should be lucid enough, man. So, something is happening. I, the Bears have not turned. The, the the big light switch has not come on yet. But there is a little bit of a turning of, of the corner. Now, there's a couple more corners that I still have to turn for sure. But, man, there is a legitimacy starting to build, especially with the defense. And considering how bad it was last year, a lot of credit to the Flus on that in a year that he's taken a lot of criticism from me and just about everybody else in this press box right now. Um, what else we got here in terms of the, the, the sacks, Justin Jones had a sack and a half, by the way, one of those was a one arm sack. So that's always good uh, for me to see Justin Jones have that. Yannick Ngakwe got to the quarterback. He'd been dealing with an injury. So that was great to see Montez sweat had a QB sack in this game. He reaches double-digit sacks for the first time. I actually asked him, I said, does that mean anything? Sometimes you get the, the stock answer, but he said, no, it means a lot. He said that was a goal, and um, so I think he, he's really excited about having gotten to double-digit sacks. But what I really love Montez Sweat talking about was that feeling that you had maybe in the fourth quarter when the Bears had built up a big lead, a double-digit lead again, you were thinking, oh, man, here we go again. This looks familiar. Is Are the Bears going to blow it this time? And Montez Sweat may have had that thought going through his brain as well. We choked them out. We strained, strained, strained. Uh, the offense got, 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 us, got us some first downs, and the pass rush got, got home, and the, and the back end was covering up. So. Main finished with a pick. We finished with a couple sacks, man. That's, that's poetry. Were you aware, like in the fourth quarter, that it's, it was such a similar situation in Detroit? For sure. Like I mean, a moment of, to prove yourself. Yeah, you, you definitely, you definitely get that feeling where you, where we up two scores and we was just like, uh, we, we kind of getting a little happy. We like, hold on, you know, what I'm saying back up because we just, uh, we just got home, but like two, two, three weeks ago, so we wanted to finish on a good note this time. <laughs> and if you're watching on YouTube right now um we have we seem to have lost lighting in portions of the press box here right now so hey the timing was perfect because that's it the bears win they're five and eight they're at cleveland next week they've got home games after that against arizona and atlanta and then they go to green bay to end the season so going to be interesting to see if the bears do continue to finish strong but a win today and i love more throughout the week right here on the daily score about the chicago bears for our executive producer ray diaz i am mark grody i will talk to you tomorrow Thank you.